Welcome to Always an Escrow with Colby Burchin and Serena Appel. Hello, Colts. How are you? How are you? I'm having a great day today. I am fired up because we are talking to the one and only Michael Heller. It's good to be here amongst familiar faces and friends. And um, I don't know if she told you how we connected, but it was through Instagram. I, you know, wrote her a message of, you know, what's going on and didn't even know about this podcast. And here we are today. So it's great to be on and, you know, watching you guys kill it. And it's great to be, you know, part of this. I want our an audience to know that Mike Heller is the principal and founder of Talent Resources Holdings, okay? So he is a visionary. He started his career in entertainment law where he oversaw and negotiated opportunities for grand, for brands to garner celebrity support and he managed commercial work for stars such as Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton, and Rachel Hunter. And through these experiences, Michael established deep relationships and connections within the entertainment industry and quickly realized that there weren't many active facilitators bridging the gap between brands and talent. He founded Talent Resources, and based on that success, he established Talent Resources Sports and most recently, TR Ventures. He's considered a visionary, and we know that is true in the world of influencer, celebrity, and social media marketing. And he's the leading voice for the industry, and he's appeared all over TV and print. Welcome to the show, Mike Heller. Wow, I feel like I'm running into like a boxing. You're an amazing host, amazing voice, and gets everything going. So, um, yeah, I'd love to um, answer any questions you have, um, tell you a little bit about you know the start of everything, but I'm here to, to, to be involved, so let me know. I want to tell everyone on our podcast that, you know, Serena and I grew up in Manhattan with Mike Heller and literally I think of you as the one and only like you through the best, best parties, my childhood memories. Um, Club Paradise was above and beyond anything that anyone has ever experienced. So I want to thank you personally for all those amazing childhood memories. Okay. Thank you so much. I wish my wife was in the room because she doesn't understand, you know, from, from time to time people come up, they're like, Club Paradise. And my wife's like, wasn't that like a strip club? What's Club Paradise? <laughs> and, it, and by the way, it was a strip club. Um, not what I did, but we used to get phone calls. Like, so we had to, like, you know, make sure that we um, protected, the, you know, the kids that were coming to Club Paradise, which was, you know, really the first safe haven um, and membership club. Now you read in today's, you know, papers of New York City's become all membership. And, you know, that's all that anyone's talking about. It's only, I guess, 30 years later. Right, right. So I'm going to dive into the question. How did Talent Resources come about? So I had a really interesting um, past in the sense that I started working when I was 15. Club Paradise being one of the first um, jobs I had. And I was always um, self-taught and always, you know, an entrepreneur, even when I was a little kid, I used to sell shells on the beach. So like, you know, always had a knack for figuring out how to bring people together and make money. Club Paradise was the beginning, um, just bringing people together. Then I went into the nightclub business. I had the, um, you know, amazing experience working with uh, the Tao group 
at the time it was Jason, Jason and Noah, which we all know, yep. you know, icons of New York. And um, from there, they let me run the VIP rooms of the nightclubs, met a lot of different celebrities, including Rachel Hunter, Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton. And from there, I realized that I wanted to take it to the next level. I became an, a lawyer um, focused on entertainment law, specifically in the category of commercial work. So did a bunch of deals for club appearances, um, DJ appearances, um, store appearances, red carpet, you name it. And um, I met the celebrities from the VIP, um, you know, rooms that I used to, you know, work. I was in law school and then after law school. And after a while, um, I got the, you know, the phone call from Lindsay Lohan saying, I want you to be my commercial manager. I want you to move to Los Angeles. And I was like, Lindsay, I'm a lawyer. Like, I can't. She's like, trust me, you know what I'm about, and I'm going to make you a, a lot of money. Just you know, change. I want you. I want you by my side, and you know, I did it. And you know, I'm all about taking chances and rolling the dice. And from there, I managed her for five years. It was one of the most insane experiences ever. Traveling the world, um, you know, I was probably. Each trip was probably costing a couple hundred thousand dollars of someone else's money, you know, going first class. And, and I, I was in my 20s. I think I was like 27, 28, um, you know, tr just going World Music Awards with Michael Jackson. And I had to, like, literally make the introduction to Lindsay and Michael and, you know, bring them on, you know, make sure they got on stage with Chris Brown for the first time, you know, coming out and performing. Or we were with Kate Bosworth at Tommy Hilfiger's store opening in Paris that, you know, they heard that Lindsay was in London and they sent a private plane for us to come to do the Paris opening. And it's just like, it's when, with all different, like Rachel Hunter, I went to Dubai, when Dubai first, you know, really opened up um, for a car show. And then we're in Dubai, I get a phone call from a talent booker in Australia. Hey, can you come to Australia? We have the Melbourne Cup and we see that you're in Dubai. We'd like to fly Rachel Hunter and you, you know, and, and pay your fees. And, you know, that just went on and on for Many years, um, I then you know did everything for Paris Hilton. We traveled all over Australia together. Um, so I had Paris, Lindsay, um, Rachel Hunter, really you know pop culture icons. And it was at the same time that paparazzi started really you know following them around. And the reason they were following them around is because digital came into play. Right. So you can have be a paparazzi, take a picture. That picture then can be sold to the news outlets. Over, like you know, through a you know, you know, an amazing network, and all of a sudden that one picture that you know was you know took five minutes for the photographer to take and get, you know, would bring them in millions of dollars because it would be syndicated piece of content. And I watched that happen, and I, you know, decided you know what I want to come up with a business that really takes advantage of what's happening in the digital world. This is pre-social media, so. We started what I call Talent Resources. It's a resource for talent. Um, I brought on a gentleman named Matt Kirshner who's with me, you know, you know, 15 years later, 16 years later. Um, he's now a partner. And, you know, he was um, 10 years younger than me. And he, you know, was the one that got me into social media. He's like, wait a minute, you think digital's great? You know, Facebook and, you know, Twitter, like these are places that we're going to be able to make money. And what we would do is we would position the talent in different situations, like maybe walking out of Century 21, the store place. And there'd be, you know, I remember I had Kim Kardashian with two big Century 21 bags, and we became the paparazzi. We would take the picture, make sure she liked it, 
and then we would send it off and syndicate it out. And instead of taking money from the the brands, what we did was, I mean, from the from the publications that were buying it for you know you know content from the paparazzi, we would take the content and give it to them for free as long as they mentioned the brand's name. Wow. Yes. So smart. If you put a hyperlink, so all of a sudden Century Twenty One is the place that every celebrity shops because we got Kim Kardashian, Paris Hilton, you, you know, Mario Lopez, you name it. And they would show up in the di- different, you know, Us Weeklies and all the magazines, but also all the digital platforms that they had that became so powerful. And then came social media. So once that happened, I already knew the power. Yeah. And I was going to brands and saying, you know what, forget about your website. Let's focus on your Instagram. And they were looking at me like kind of what I feel like is going on now with Metaverse and, you know, great. What internet? What are you talking about? What is? What do you mean Instagram? Like, what, what, what is Instagram? And I was literally showing them on my phone. And we used to do videos to explain to brands. And I remember, like, one of the videos, the first video was like, Instagram has 20 million followers. And that number was gigantic. And, you know, <laughs> has 300,000 followers. Do you understand? That's the same as a publication. And every six months, I had to change the video because... It went from 10 million to 100 million, 100 million to 500 million. And it was just such a rapid growth of eyeballs on their phone. Mo- you know, mobile started evolving with, you know, better con- better pictures, better cameras. Um, and then, you know, it just took over. And so the landscape changed. At the same time, the landscape was changing. So was, you know, television content. So you had reality TV now. Um, we had Jersey Shore. We had the beginning of Housewives. So all these different television programs were coming in play and we were starting to figure out how to find, you know, less expensive ways for a brand to interact and, you know, be elevated, you know, through these, you know, through Instagram, through these digital platforms. And then, so town resources came into play. Um, I started it about 16 years ago and its focus was really bridging brands with celebrities and influencers and then from there, um, I partnered up with a gentleman named Dave Spencer. He's now been my, you know, he was a, one of my oldest friends. He's family to me. Um, that started, we were friends when we were, you know, 15 years old. He also promoted with me. And he had just an unbelievable understanding of sports. So he came on and created uh, Talent Resources Sports. And then, um, you know, recently we have Talent Resources Ventures, which kind of takes what we do in the sports world with, you know, athletes like Steph Curry and Draymond Green and LeBron. And also, um, you know, in the talent world, we just got done with a campaign with the Kardashian, the whole entire Kardashian and Jenner family, um, Mandy Moore, Ava Longoria. So all those relationships and networks and using those to figure out interesting opportunities on the venture side and then taking my agency's relationships which is really, you know, any type of influencer in the world we've, you know, that makes an impact we've probably done a deal with um, because we're agnostic. We don't represent any talent. We're just constantly bridging the brands with talent. And so, you know, we're using that network to really get into some amazing opportunities. Um, some so far, we got into Beyond Meat very early on, pre, you know, before it went public and then, you know, sold it at, at, at a good price. Um, we went into Weed Maps, which was, you know, is one of the leading um, 
downloaded apps for marijuana. Um, it's a technology for weed smokers to find dispensaries and, you know, it bridges dispensaries with um, consumers. So we, we came on and helped them with their marketing um, and invested. Um, you Kitchen, the chocolate brand, which is a better for you chocolate. Dream Pops, um, a company called Half Day, which is a better for you uh, iced tea. Another company called Oza, which we just announced the um, partnership with Joe Jonas. We launched his own uh, cranberry um, sangria. So it's Ooh. like now, you know, all these new opportunities where we can actually take our expertise, take our leadership and knowledge and our staff that are all amazing at what they do and all very experienced and put it towards these, you know, new founders that have unbelievable opportunities to really grow fast. And we invest in the founders and their products. It's not seed. It's I call it the influencer round. It's right before um, Series A, but it's not when the product. It's not like they're just starting to roll the product out. The product's out, and they're raising money because they're growing so fast. And that's what we look for. Fast emerging, right? And I just had a question about like the evolution, right? So you you already had this vision way back. Now here we are where brands are not only partnering with celebrities, but celebrities are now creating their own brands, their own beauty companies. So, you know, and you're seeing this with leaders like, you know, Kim Kardashian. She's launched her own brands. Kylie Jenner launched her own brands. You know, out of, you know, most people that I've worked with, Kris Jenner is such a solid rock in the industry and such a visionary herself that she realized, I don't want my daughters to just get checks. I want them to own something. I want them to have equity. And, you know, they picked the things that they really believed in and built, you know, conglomerates. I mean, look at what, you know, Puffy did with his, you know, with, with, with Ciroc. It's yeah. when you see these celebrities really, really um, embraced and it's not just a check and it's not just, hey, we need to borrow your face and your name and likeness and, you know, we're doing a photo shoot and they get a check. Those things don't work anymore. The consumer is so smart and they know when a talent's really behind a brand. So I think that this is the direction and, you know, that, you know, all these, you know, opportunities are going to be starting to go in or more so than ever before. Am I seeing this? And I think it's the way to go. They're taking advantage of their network, their relate, their own relationship. So, you know, Joe Jonas, for example, you know, he came into the deal with Oza and all of a sudden, you know, he got on the phones with Walmart and he closed 2000 doors because they knew, wow, he's here promoting a drink that we know that he's involved with and he, he's a part of. And it's not just a check. And that's why he's on the phone with us. Right. There's really that investment. Yeah, I um, I have the opportunity to work with Troy Aikman on the launch of his beer. And, you know, he's really behind the brand and, and pushing the product, getting it into the hands of his friends like The Rock and and others all across the industry who are, you know, picking it up. I'm seeing a lot of that now. And, you know, so about I'd say four years ago is when we started this this arm. And, you know, we work with you know, some of the most amazing strategics in the world. Um, there's a gentleman named Justin Mateen, who's one of the founders of Tinder. You know, he's a soundboard and invests with uh, alongside us on a lot of the deals. We have um, Austin Rosen from Electric Field that, you know, he's a visionary himself. And, you know, he's also the manager of Post Malone. 
Um, you know, so we're working with such great people that have a different type of network that we, you know, that we have and, you know, kind of networking it all together. And, you know, we're seeing unbelievable um, evolution of these brands and elevations of these brands. Right. And aligning the brands and the celebrities and, and just even, I mean, that's how you're wired, right? And now you can see, now you're just, it's continuing all that alignment across the board. You know, I used to say, hey, I have talent resources sports. I have talent resources. I have talent resource communications, which is our PR arm. And it was just getting very like hard to explain. So that's why we put it all into a holdings company. And so it's all individually separate, but it's all, you know, everyone works together. Right. There's consistency. Right. And so, so much of that is like we, all these companies needs con- consistency, transparency as we work together. That, you know, when you have a communications division and I have, you know, some of the most amazing people behind it, I have one lady um, named Tiffany that, you know, she was overlooking you know, everything in Hollywood for the big movie production houses. I have another, you know, it's just the PR itself is just made up of a melting pot of unbelievable people. The woman that started is a woman named Bonnie. Um, Bonnie Taylor was a client of ours at Duncan. She headed up Duncan's communication. We was doing, we were doing a lot of talent procurement for them. Um, and she was just always, you know, busting, like pushing us to get, you know, better ideas, pushing us to think out of the box. And so, you know, one day I was just like, Bonnie, I need you with us. So, you know, we were lucky to get her to, you know, to, to leave the company that she was at to come to work with us. She's thrived. And, um, you know, the sports division, you know, led by Dave Spencer, like he is just, you know, he's, he's the one that's getting the phone call from Steph Curry to come, you know, to his camp or to help out on his charity golf tournament. And we just got done doing the Steph Curry SB event. Um, at, ta- at one of Tao's locations. And it was just, it was insane. It was great. And now we're doing a lot of, you know, of the live events for Steph Curry. Um, you know, so all these things, it's like, you know, making sure we stay in the right lanes, but I have experts in each of those lanes, drive, you know, driving. It's not me driving. I'm overlooking, I'm giving my understanding and experience, but it's the people that are driving, like the Daves and the, you know, Bonnie's and the Matt Kirshner's and, you know, these are the people that I'm relying on that I don't have to think about. I know they know what they're doing. So when I bring the opportunities to the table, I know where to put them and that I don't have to think about it again. So Mike, I have a question and I'm putting you on the spot because I'm sure these podcasters would want to know this. Okay. Our podcast listeners, what has been the best celebrity to partner with? Look, we just did a deal with Ava Longoria. Um, world renowned, you know, brand, you know, name and brand herself. Yep. She was so professional. She was so, you know, she cared about everything that was going on. You could tell, you know, she had the same, um, hairstylist, which was, um, Ken, uh, what's his last major, major. Yes. Like she just kept her crew. And, you know, when, when the talent keeps their team, then you know that, you know, like, you know, like it, it's so important because they know the talent. They, they know everything. It's not like it's like a lot of a lot of celebrities these days. You see their teams switching up and, you know, it's it's very bad. You know, so it's like when they have, you know, a loyal team behind them, um, you know, it, it's, it's amazing. So Ava was amazing to work with. The Kardashians are amazing to work with. 
Um, we just did a big deal with Kevin Hart. He was hilarious to work with. You know, so <laughs> it's like it's all these different talents. And, and, you know, through time, we find the ones that aren't great to work with. And we don't work with them again. Right. Or we have right. let we at least let the teams, you know, the brands that are coming to us for our expertise know, look, you know, this person, you know, might have a great name, but they are impossible to work with. And we suggest that you don't. We're happy to go after them, but we suggest that you don't. And we'll find other people that, you know, will be much easier to, to, to work with. So give, give a little synopsis here for someone graduating professional school, college, whatever it may be. How do they break into the industry? What would you recommend for someone? Because it is so hard to get into an industry like yours. What would be your advice to these people? I always tell people that work for me or intern for me, and that's a big part of our you know, business is, is the internship, you know, is, is making sure we run a good internship program. I always tell them to go for companies that are small, that are and nimble, because when you go to these bigger agencies, you're not getting any experience. You're stuck in a mailroom. So get your hands dirty. Find companies that are willing to let, you know, listen to you and let you get your hands dirty. In my company, the most valuable eyes and ears to the ground are my interns, because they're the youngest ones and they're the ones that are most up to date with Snap. Insta, you know, Insta Reels, like you need to be, it's, it's, it's funny, like the older you are, the less valuable you are in my industry. So I always stay, you know, current by making sure that I have extremely bright young people involved and part, you know, part of my, you know, um, orbit, like letting me know. And I ask them, you know, I'm very, you know, um, you know, aggressively ask, what do you guys think I need to do? What can we do to be more current? What platforms are we not looking at? What, you know, tools are we not using? And you'd be surprised. Like, that's like, that's our future. I agree. So I see that you're now investing in fast emerging consumer brands. What are you looking for out of these brands? Like, how are you, like, how do you keep your eyes open? Are you just reading? Are you looking, connecting, people coming to you? How does that all happen? It's really a mixture. We have a gentleman named Mitchell who runs all the venture deals and he has a squad that goes through probably 20, 30 deals a week. And then they present us like every two weeks, the top deals. And they're coming from either people referring us, you know, like other companies that we invested in. So the founder of dream pops, um, this guy, David, he is an entrepreneur. He's unbelievable. He just closed a major round with some of the biggest names in the industry Michael Rubin just invested in him from Fanatics. Um, I, I think he has um, David Grubman, just like big names in the industry, you know, that are in part of culture. And he's constantly sending me brands to look at. We also are searching on Instagram and other social channels like TikTok. And we're looking for, you know, brands that, that, that we see are trending. And we have technology that also helps us. And we're at the point now, which I'm proud to say 15 years later, that we can literally message, you know, the brands from their social saying we've, you know, town resources ventures would like to speak to you. And we get up, you know, I'd say 95% of the time they, they respond. Oh, that's a call you want to take. Yep. Which is great because I have a great team that, you know, has built the brand that I have now that we get those calls and we get those responses 
And what I've been, um, you know, looking to focus on now, what I focus on is once we identify the brands, I'm now looking for the right people that, that are behind the brands. Like, so right away, like I'm meeting with the founders. Do I like them or not like them? Do they have a vision? Do they not have a vision? Are they raising a bunch of money so that they can get that office, on, you know, on Fifth Avenue? Are they buying a Ferrari? Like, what, you know, what's driving them? And, you know, that's the, like w- one of the deals I invested in was um, a company, that, that company Oza. The founder of Oza is a name, guy named Ryan. He came and drove from Boston to meet me and, you know, wouldn't leave until, you know, like I actually like sat down with him. And the minute I sat down with him and I saw he came with like a cooler, um, you know, with the drinks in it. And, you know, he gathered the whole, you know, company um, together, you know, that was in the New York office and had them drink it. And everyone was just like a major fan. And he the way he interacted with my office and, the you know, the people around and the, the fact that he was willing to drive in from Boston, um, you know, showed me that this guy cared. Right. And, you know, now that company, when we when we invested, was at below four million dollar valuation. They're they're going to raise this year at one hundred and fifty million. Oh wow, that's incredible! Best in class. We're talking best in class with Michael Heller. This has been amazing. Listen, friend, we are so glad you came on. We are thrilled. Thanks for coming all the way from, well, thanks for tuning in and for joining the show. We, we're happy to see you. And uh, we love what you're doing. We're following every turn. 